welcome back to the For the Ladies podcast in our Golf 101 series. Today we're answering WTF is the Solheim Cup with Alex Graff, who is Tournament Services Manager for this year's event. But before we get into the interview, this morning the final squad for Team USA was announced by Captain Pat Hurst. But first, the following players qualified for the team through the USA Solheim Cup team standings. That's Nellie Corda, Danielle Kang, Allie Ewing, Austin Ernst, Lexi Thompson, Jessica Corda, and Megan Kang. Lizette Salas and Jennifer Cupshow qualified through the Rolex Women's World Golf Rankings. And then to final out this, the squad, Pat Hurst chose Brittany Altamar, Mina Harrigay, and Yelimi No as her captain's picks. Stacey Lewis, Angela Stanford, and Michelle Wee West will be the assistant captains. Team Europe is also complete, and it will include Emily Pedersen, Georgia Hall, Anna Norquist, Sophia Popov, Charlie Hall, Carlota Singanda, Mel Reed, Leona McGuire, Madeline Sagstrom, Matilda Castron, Nana Madsen, and Celine Boutier. All right, now let's find out what it's all about with Golf 101, WTF is the Solheim Cup. So fancy. Yeah, I've never gotten that before. <laughs> well, yeah, thanks for coming bit. on to do Golf 101. WTF is the Solheim Cup. <laughs> I um, love the name of that. Yes. How many days are we from the Solheim Cup? So we actually have a large countdown trailer. I saw. Countdown clock in our trailer. We just unplugged it yesterday because we definitely know how many days it is. So it is still 13 days away from the first day of the event because we start on August sure. 31st as the practice rounds begin on that Tuesday. And then, so we're actually 17, day, 17 days away from when they tee off. Got it. Okay. Got it. But the event starts, so that's what you were counting it as. Yes. All the fun starts on the thir- 13 days away. Okay. What is your role with the Solheim Cup? So I'm a tournament services manager, um, which means that I oversee different aspects of the event, like the hotels, um, tickets, some sponsor engagement, um, and like sponsor tickets, all of that. We do have, I believe now it's about 113 corporate partners. Um, So it's managing those relationships and those tickets and all of their needs in their different hospitality suites for the week. Um, all the, I mean, all the different events that are happening, Solheim Cup week where it starts actually that 31st. So even before, um, Team USA and Team Europe tee off, there's a ton of events that are going on before that, um, that I oversee and different promotions, um, working with the community of Toledo on promoting Solheim Cup, um, in which Toledo has been so incredible with getting the word out there about Solheim Cup and um, really embracing this event as an international, as kind of the huge event it is. Toledo has done a great job um, really embracing that and trying to show their, put their best foot forward for Solheim. So it's been working with them, which has been really incredible. Um, Like during the week we'll be with Team USA, um, making sure everything is covered for them. and so really it's just, it's a lot Everything. of little things, but yeah. yeah, I mean, the so it was announced back in 2017 that Solheim, as you know, was coming to Toledo. So 
it's pretty crazy. And people didn't believe this, all of my friends and everything. They're like, are you seriously working on this event? That's two right, three years, years away. away. Yeah. But there's a ton to do to bring a huge global event. Um, sure. Here. So yeah, just a little bit of everything, I guess. Nice. And have you always played golf? I have. So yeah. actually we played junior golf together. I so really since, <laughs> yeah, really since, um, which is another really cool part and why I love being totally. involved in the Solheim Cup is I grew up playing at Inverness. Yeah. Um, and since I was little, so really picked up a club. My dad was the head pro at Inverness for a bit of time. So we started golfing as really just a chance to get to hang out with my dad because yeah. he was always at the golf course. So me and my little brother picked it up at a young age and have carried on, played in college. And yeah, it's always been a big part of my life. Did you have any work in golf industry before the Solheim Cup? Yeah. So I okay. actually worked with um, the Marathon LPGA Classic, okay, which is that is the event at Highland Meadows that's been around for 35 years. Um, yeah. So I worked on that team for um, about three years. Oh, so, awesome. Nice. All right. Well, for those who don't know, because we are providing a lesson, what <laughs> yeah. is the Solheim Cup? WTF is the Solheim Cup. <laughs> that is my favorite question. So the Solheim Cup is the greatest event in women's golf and probably the greatest event ever. Have you been yeah. to the Solheim Cup, Abby? Yes, in Denver. Oh, okay. Awesome. Um, yeah. So it's really hard to explain unless you've been there and there are some great videos that capture kind of what Solheim Cup is. Um, but essentially it pins the greatest women from Europe and the greatest women from USA against each other, head-to-head match play. A lot of people do describe it as the female version of the Ryder Cup, which gives it a pretty good definition. Um, yeah. But it's more than just the typical golf event where you're quiet um, and there's 144 players in the field. It's only 24 players, 12 versus 12. And it's really about how loud you can get and um, showing your pride for your country. Uh, a lot of the players actually like if you cheer in their backswing. So like, for example, Danielle Kang in Scotland was like cheering everyone on to um, be cheering while she hit her first get shot. So, oh yeah, it's all about how loud you can get and um, your pride for your country. So nice. a little different than the other. Everybody homes. else. Yeah. Um, when did the Solheim Cup become to be an event? When was it founded? Like, why did it start to become a thing? Yeah. So the Ryder Cup started back in like the twenties. Okay. Um, I think like in the late twenties. And so the Ryder Cup has, was established for like 70 years before Solheim wow. Cup started, which Solheim started in 1990 by um, Karsten Solheim, who is um, the founder of Karsten Manufacturing, which it makes ping golf clubs. So yeah. Ping was the founding sponsor of the Solheim Cup. And then um, we also now have um, Rolex and Marathon. So Rolex jumped on pretty soon after as well as a global partner. Um, so yeah, in 1990, it started, they worked with the LPGA and the Ladies European Tour to put it together. Um, and I think the first Solheim Cup had, was at Lake Nona in Florida, okay. Team USA won. And <laughs> there were only like a hundred fans there. It was very scarce. And now in Toledo, we're expecting like 140,000. 
So oh my gosh. Event, which is so cool. The event has grown yeah. in huge waves. So Amazing. yeah, but it started back in 1990. Okay. Okay. And who, like who competes? How do you define the teams of 12 for USA and Europe? Yeah. Good question. It actually just was updated. So it's, as we talked about the 12 best team USA versus 12 best Europe, but how they get to that is a little different on both sides. So for team USA, it's the top seven of us Solheim cup points. And then it's the top two for Rolex world rankings. Okay. And then it's three captains picks. So those points are gathered the two years that Solheim is off because Solheim is every two years and then it only comes to America every four years. So it goes back and forth from Europe and then the U S. So those points are all gathered throughout the two years that they're off. So that's how it works for team USA. And then for team Europe, it's a little different. So team Europe is the top two in let Solheim cup points and then top four the Rolex world rankings. And then it's actually six captain's picks for, um, team Europe. So why do you think they do that? Like, why is it different? So I think with the, um, ladies European tour, it's different because a lot of the ladies European tour members that are from Europe play on the LPGA tour. So they do so little of the ladies European tour points because so many of those women are playing on the LPGA schedule. Sure. So yeah. it makes sense that way. Yeah. yeah. And, and then you're still able to get like a relatively equal playing field between exactly. the two teams. Exactly. Got it. Um, yeah. And that actually, so that hasn't been totally decided yet. That's mm. going to be, so after this weekend already. Yeah. After this weekend's AIG yeah. women's open, they're announcing the teams. So it's pretty set for I mean, I guess anything can happen this week, really, but it is somewhat set for Team USA because of the like structure of how Team USA is chosen. But for Team Europe, um, yeah, that's all going to be decided after this weekend. Yeah, I saw somewhere that like mathematically Nellie Corda and Daniel King are like they're on the team. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so there's a few, but yeah, it's exciting. But yeah, that's happening this weekend. That's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. It's coming in hot, Alex. <laughs> I'm, so you mentioned the captains and the captains and how they make these picks for the final teams. What mm-hmm. else do captains do and how are the captains chosen? Yeah, good question. So the captains are essentially coaches of mm. Team USA and Team Europe. Um, they're chosen by a committee of um, past captains, um, some LPGA board members, and um, they're chosen that way. So it's a committee that comes together to choose the Team USA and Team Europe captains. Um, And then from there, the captains get to choose their assistants. So typically they are past Solheim Cup, they are always past Solheim Cup players. Um, So Captain Pat Hurst, He's been an assistant for Julie Inkster before. Um, okay. And then Katrina Matthew who was the captain last year and is obviously has a ton of success um, in her own right and has played on plenty of Solheim Cup teams. So 
they were chosen. And then from there, they choose their assistant captains. It's actually a fun fact. It's assistant captain for Team USA and vice captain for Team Europe. Oh, funny. So if you want to sound very knowledgeable, you can use, you can whip that up. <laughs> the right terms for yes. team. Got it. And is it, is Michelle Wee an assistant? Yes, she is. Nice. So Michelle and Angela Stanford okay. right now are the assistants for Team USA. Okay. Um, so they have one more assistant to choose, um, Got it. which is interesting because Angela has a really good shot of making yeah. the team. I think she's number 10 right now in Team USA. Um, so I'm cut points. So she could be a playing assistant, which is pretty cool. Uh, and yeah. she would be a playing assistant. So she agreed she would be an assistant captain and also play, play in the event. Okay. Yeah. Which Pat is totally cool with and really likes that idea. So um, Pat is kind of taking over Julie Inkster's style, which is the pod system, um, yep. which Paul Azinger with the Ryder Cup did back in 2008. And I think they pretty much carry that on in Team USA for the Ryder Cup as well. Um, but it's really creating like families of four on Team USA, um, and they kind of live and breathe together. They work together all week um, as that pod, and it's kind of cool how it comes together because it's not like Pat just shows up for the week and is their captain. Then right, she, the last two years she's been recruiting and she's been really getting to know them to know who works well together. And as a past captain, past assistant captain herself. She knows them pretty well at this point. Um, sure. She's had them all take personality tests and that's kind of how they figure out who should be in what pod. Amazing. And kind of matching their personalities, which is really cool. That's really cool. So, yeah. I mean, it's clearly like a, it's like a full-time gig for her. Yes. She oh, is yeah. living and going, breathing it. Oh yeah. She's been going to a ton of events. She's been traveling a ton to see the players and they cool. all love her. So it's really cool. Amazing. So what, I mean, you we've talked about it for a few minutes now and like obviously it sounds so special um but what makes the event so special to players like why why is it such a coveted spot to be on team usa or team europe and that's really exactly you nailed it it is just being on team usa or team europe and representing Mm. your country and that's the biggest deal to these players and that's a ton of them say this is their absolute favorite because as we said before you just the energy on the course and yeah. especially on that first and 10th tee is unmatched. Like it is, it's electric to see all of those people cheering and cheering for their country. Um, so they just love that. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Well, I'm super pumped to see it. Um, yeah. we, so we've arrived at Solheim cup week. What happens? Like what's the schedule? So the week starts 31st and there's a kickoff event, um, Solheim after sundown that will be happening downtown Toledo, which is really cool for Solheim. This has never happened before with previous Solheims that like a downtown area has been so close to where the course is. So at Inverness, we're only like, I know it because I drive it every day. We're 12 (laughs) minutes from the center of downtown Toledo and which it's a super easy drive and easy to get to. Um, yeah, which is rare for Solheim's in past. So like in Scotland, um, to the nearest city that had restaurants and everything, it's like 40 minutes, Sure. Um, which Glen Eagles is a gorgeous place and was not a bad place right. to be stuck for a week, but it's really cool that that's why the community 
of Toledo is getting so involved in this because after golf, there's so many things for visitors to be doing around the area. Um, and we have a whole schedule of events of different things that these different groups of people are doing in Toledo for the 140,000 people that yeah. will be here event week. Um, so Tuesday, we have that really fun event downtown. Um, Thursday night is the gala, which is a really cool event to see Aww. all the players dressed up. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. And they, they don't get to dress up a ton and you're yeah. used to seeing them in their golf attire. So they're uh, dressed up that night and we're actually doing it at Fifth Third Field, which is our minor league baseball Amazing. stadium in Toledo where the yeah. Marlins play. So um, they'll be seated on the field. Oh, it's a sponsor event, so that'll be really neat. Um, and then Friday is opening ceremony, which another first for the Solheim. Usually the opening ceremony is at the tournament course and people with um, tournament tickets could come attend. Okay. But this year, um, there's a place called Promenade Park that's in downtown Toledo, right along the river, and they do concerts there. Um, so we're kind of piggybacking off of their uh, the Prometica concert series that happens at Prometica, or I'm sorry, at Promenade Park. Yeah. Um, so we have opening ceremonies downtown from five to six, and then Gwen Stefani is coming on <laughs> at like eight o'clock um, to perform. So there's so some really exciting things happening downtown Friday. The whole celebration starts at like 2 p.m. And there's going to be live bands all day playing, face painting. There's um, a ton of different events for kids to come out. So it's That's a big, awesome. it's called the Fan Fest. So it's going to be a big celebration. Um, and then Saturday starts the golf. Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Love it. So yeah. explain that to us then. Yes. So what is, what is the golf that happens? What are like the formats of play? Yeah. So pretty cool this year. We're ending on Labor Day Monday, which yeah. what can be more patriotic than that? That's right. I love it. <laughs> so Saturday and Sunday is the same format. So in the morning okay. are foursome matches, which WTF are foursome matches. It's Thank you, alternate yes. shot, which alternate shot is so much fun to watch. So how it works is the captains on each side the night before choose um, who's playing together. So they'll put like Jessica, Corda, and Danielle King together, and then um, Carlotta and Emma together on Team Europe. So okay they'll pick their players but they don't know team usa doesn't know who team europe is choosing to go in order so they're picking who their players are but they don't know who they're going to be playing against got it which is pretty cool so there's eight players on each side play in that foursome match which is the alternate shot so then they tee off on even or odd holes um and then you hit every other shot yeah every other shot until you, you um, make it in the hole. So, which is such a great test because a lot of these players aren't used to where other players, their misses are, and it's a really fun thing to watch. Um, so four some matches are in the morning and then four ball in the afternoon, which four ball is, and the easiest way to remember that is there's four balls in play. So it's just best ball. So it's still a foursome and Team Europe is playing against Team USA. So if Team Europe triple bogeys and Team USA birdies, then Team USA is up one. 
Yep. And you so, just, you count the best score from each side. Yes. From each player. So if Danielle King gets a four and then Jessica gets a three, they choose that three. Yep. Nice. And we'll do that yep. all over again on Sunday. Exactly. So that happens Saturday, Sunday, and then on Monday, they're just singles matches. So they're just going head to head. And that's the same thing. They have no idea. Team captains are just picking the um, order of the players. They have yeah. no idea who, how Team Europe is doing that. When so, so like, at what point do the teams know? In the morning. The f- in the morning. Yes. Oh my gosh, that's so. I don't know if I realized that. Yeah, which is really I, cool. That's awesome. So, is it like truly like when they go to tee off, or like in the morning? Every like you see like the in pairing the, sheet. Yes. Yeah. Got it. Nice. So, they'll see you in the morning. That's awesome. Yeah. And then oh if, my gosh. how it works? So there's 28 points up for grabs for okay. Team Europe and Team USA. Okay. And since Europe won in 2019, or I'm sorry, yes, in 2019, um, they have to score 14 points to secure the cup. And Team USA, we have to secure 14 and a half, mm-hmm. um, which to get the half point. So in one of those matches, if a match ends in a tie, they get a half point. They both get half points. So that's how those half points get added up. Got it. And so people don't USA, go in. People don't go in extra holes. No, so they just get a half point. So if Team USA beats Team Europe, get one point. But if they tie, it's half. So for those who play golf, if you're playing match play, you're going to play 18 holes. And at eight at hole 18, regardless if it's tied, mm-hmm. they just each get a half point. Correct. Got it. Yes. And that's so interesting. Cause yeah, yeah, like other match play formats, you know, you might continue, you might play, like right. you could play up to another 36 holes, but exactly. um, this it's like, you got to kind of like get it hot early. Right. Absolutely. And that's actually why, so at Inverness, they switched number nine and number 18 um, in Inverness club. Number 18 is a very historic hole. So yeah. wanted to make sure that we played that and not all matches oh. go to number 18. So that's why number inside nine, info. I mean, not really inside yeah, info, yeah. but like <laughs> something I didn't realize. That's yeah. amazing. No, okay. No okay. Yes. Good for me to know. So are those the only two changes for the course? Yes. Those are the only two changes. And okay. the coolest, well, not really a change, but the coolest thing at Inverness is the first and 10th tee for Solheim and Ryder is like the cool, that's the place to be. And that's where like the party is. Yeah. But for this um, and sorry, it's usually just the first tee. So the first tee is the place to be. But at Inverness, the first and 10th tee are right next to each other. So we're creating a stadium around the first and 10th tee, which is going to be one tee box. So players, usually the party is where players are just teeing off on the first hole. But for this, they're going to be making the turn and it's going to yeah. be all day. Yeah, which is oh my really, gosh, amazing. Yeah. But those um, are the only two really changes on the course nice okay good to know but that's a those are like both like really big ones that like make it really exciting absolutely um are there certain players that you would like to see paired together or play against I do love the Corda sisters together Um, yeah love a good sister domination yeah obviously Um, and they played so great together in um in Scotland okay and yeah so I'd love to see them together um 
who to pin against. I think it'd be kind of funny. Emily Pedersen um, mm-hmm. on Team Europe. Yeah. She is dating Ali Brett, who is Danielle Kang's caddy. So that'd be kind of fun. Oh, I like it. Each other. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Nice. Um, so what are you most excited for as we are getting like two weeks away? Oh, crazy. Um, I guess in a broad sense, um, what I'm excited for is, I mean, I'm from Toledo and have played in Venice growing up. And I think a major thing I'm excited for is for people to come out to Solheim and to see what all the excitement is about. I think, as we talked about earlier, it's hard to explain the energy of Solheim. And I think when people come see it and see what all this work has been for the last however many years, four or five years um, leading up to this, I think all the work that the community has gone through um, and everything that so many people are working for here, for it all to come to fruition um, for these three days, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and watch Team USA and Team Europe and um, see everything that all of their hard work, see it all come together. Really, I'm just really excited for everyone to get together and see that. Um, I guess if I had to pick, I mean, it's going to be great to see Team USA hold up the Solheim Cup trophy at the end. So that yeah, of course, it's probably what I'm looking forward to the most. <laughs> nice, got it. I mean, I was going to ask like, so who's going to win? But oh, yeah. <laughs> at this point, it's very obvious. Of course. Um, no, I, I'm super excited. It's been fun to like see all the builds come up at Inverness. And yeah. obviously it's been like a multi-year celebration of the event coming. So to have yeah. it finally here is amazing. Um, but thank you so much for, for giving us the, the breakdown of, of the Solheim Cup. I think my last question would be like, how early do I need to show up to get into the grandstands on what it Gates open at like 7 a.m., Friday, but 6 a.m. Saturday, Sunday. So you better be out oh. here at 4.30, I think. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm going to have to like, yeah, I was going to say, can I camp out? Can, yeah. I, can I camp out in the trailer? Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Alex. I appreciate you sharing with us WTF as the Solheim Cup. Of course, thank you. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Our original music is composed and performed by my talented and wonderful friend, Ryan Young. If you're looking for more from For The Ladies, visit us at fortheladies.net and on Instagram at fortheladies. That's F-O-R-E. 